everybody, my name is Austin Killian. I'm Andrew Harper. And we're both pastors at First Baptist Church in Cleveland. Welcome to the Exiles Podcast, where we talk about life, doctrine, hot topic, hot topics, and all things bad is from a gospel-centered point of view. How are you, Austin? How are you doing? <laughs> That's my question. Oh, no, I got to beat you. No, I'm doing good. I'm actually doing really good. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. good. I got my new cool phone. Yeah, well, you need... Go ahead. Let's. I said we said in the last episode. Yeah. Well, you you can explain it now. Go ahead. All right. So it's called the wise phone or the dumb phone. Well, yeah, so that's fair. Um, so in the market, so not many people are probably looking for dumb phones as a part to their smartphone. Um, but there are companies out there that have created like what they call like a digital minimalist phone. Uh, there's one that's called the Light Phone. There's and there's some of them that are actually made specifically for like kids, like for for your children. I think one's called the Gab Phone, uh, but a lot of these phones are like very very primitive um, and are actually pretty hard to use, especially I think the Light Phone. And so um, something was going on with Amber's phone, and we needed to get her a new phone. And I thought, you know what, this is a great opportunity for me to try out and see if I could. Um, function without having all of the apps I've ever wanted on a phone. And so this phone only has a very few things. So it has got phone calls, messages, a clock, a calculator, maps, a camera, and a flashlight. And coming this year is going to be podcasts. And I think some way to like stream music or put music on the phone. And then they're also going to add a notes app this year. And then possibly the ability to do hotspot at some point between now and maybe next year. <laughs> so that's what it's got. And it's, it's a <laughs> – stop laughing at me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a way to kind of be like, all right, I'm not going to let my phone be a super big distraction. Okay. Well, when you put it that way, I feel bad for laughing. There you go. So, like – <laughs> There's no reason to pick it up and look for email or social media because you're not like I have to go either to my iPad or to my computer to check my email or to check my social media. So the whole company, the whole idea behind the company is they wanted to create technology that didn't interfere with human relationships in such a way that's harmful. Or they also wanted to create technology that allows you to be more present where you actually are. Mm. instead of just being on your phone all the time or using your phone to escape That's where you fair. Are. I mean, our phones are distractions. Like, I hate the, the most convicting part of my week is when I get a notification from from Apple saying how much I use my phone per day. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I can't believe I use Facebook for that long yeah. or I use whatever that long. When Anna and I first got married, the cheapest plan for me to get was the uh, – Un, not the unlimited data, but the limited data. Mm-hmm. And um, the lady, when I told her I wanted limited data, she said, you only get like two or three gigs. I was like, so what's the big deal? I probably won't well, use that's that. Fine. And she said, no, um, like statistically, the senior adults are using nine gigs a month. <laughs> and goodness. like your generation is using so many more like than that. Like 25 gigs a month. Yeah, and it was like, what? Yeah, and so crazy. I was like, I can do this. Because like it doesn't, it only eats it up as long as you're not on Wi-Fi. Right. And, um, well, I just got, like, to get this new phone I have, 
they had a up and up, a plan update, and you have to just pay an extra five dollars. I was like, okay, I'm gonna take that. And I got the unlimited data with it. With that. Oh plan. yeah, I only have five gigs on mine. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think as long as you're on Wi-Fi. Yeah, but I don't have anything to use data for. That is true. The only thing that my phone uses data for is maps. Is maps and um, multi like I could send I can send and receive picture messages. Yeah. That's the only thing it uses data for. That's it. Cool. So there we go. If you want to try out Wise Phone or if you're interested, please let me know and I can give you my referral code and we yeah. can maybe get a discount. Andrew, you know what else is happening today? What's Alan's episode today? We You wanna try that again? <laughs> what else is happening today? Oh, is that like the Siri version of the Wise Phone? No, that doesn't have Siri. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Um, today we're announcing the winner of our giveaway. That's right. The Fantastic Bible edited by the Baptists. <laughs> Al Mohler. Yeah. James Hamilton. Uh-huh. And Ben Merkel. What? The most yep. best. Grace and Truth Study Bible. It's an NIV study Bible, but it is a good study Bible. Yeah. I've been using um, it this last couple of weeks. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to announce the winner at the end of this podcast. Hot dog. So, uh, get ready, winner. You're going to get announced at the end of this podcast. And you're going to get a Bible. That's right. A study Bible. Yeah, but you're going to have to pay for shipping. Yeah, if you're not local. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) All right, Austin, what are we talking about today other than phones and giveaways? All right, we're talking about prayer. We've been doing that for the last several weeks. Yeah, well, you didn't ask me to be specific. Okay, uh, what specifically about prayer are we going to be talking about today? Oh, we're going to be talking about prayer habits or Mm. prayer rhythms. I see. Uh, So there's several different things we consider prayer habits and prayer rhythms, but it's just we want to use this time, uh, this discussion, to kind of focus our minds around what our day-to-day prayer habits are. May look, look like. like. All right, and this is going to end our time on prayer, right? We're going to shift another discipline. Is that right? I think so. Okay. All right. So, first thing about prayer habits is you need a place and a time. There needs to be a place and a time where you give specific effort to prayer. And now, I'm not saying you know. I think it's uh, First and Second Thessalonians tells us that we should be praying. Nonstop, always be praying. And so there's an element there that you need to be in communion with the Lord and bringing things to him throughout the day, whether it's you're at a red light or you're um, about to go into a meeting or conversation that you need the Lord to give you wisdom and discernment to make decisions. By all means, spend time doing those kinds of prayers. What we're talking about is a time and a place where you specifically are spending time with the Lord um, intentionally, an, an intentional prayer. Yeah. That could be in the morning. Maybe there's some there's some uh, time in the morning you have to intentionally meet with the Lord to thank Him for waking you up, thank you, thank Him for new mercies for that day, um, and then being able to kind of walk through your day and almost give it over to the Lord, saying, "You know what, Lord, I've got." These meetings, or I've got these things to do. I've got this work to get done. Please be with me. Um, give me wisdom, discernment um, as I do these things. Um, help me be in these these conversations. Be with me in these conversations. Um, and so there's there's some elements there um, that you want to have some intentional time, whether it's in the morning, at lunch, or at night. This would also be the time where maybe you're um, taking some scripture to use to prompt your prayer time, or you're taking your journal and you're writing out your prayers. But there needs to be a time. And really a place. So the kitchen table or that recliner or that chair or uh, your your uh, desk at your office, whatever it might be, there needs to be a place where um, there you're is... You're most focused when you sit at that place. Right. 
I am focused on spending time with the Lord in prayer. And a lot of times this usually is combined with whatever the place and the time that you've set for spending time in God's Word. So uh, if you already have that, that time where you spend in God's Word, um, I would you know commend you to just add this element to that time that you're spending intentionally. So first habit, have a place, have a time that you're intentionally giving to prayer as a habit every single day throughout the week. Yeah, another habit you can have whenever you're praying is uh, have a rotation of prayers. Now, that sounds kind of like, um, it can sound very legalistic. Like You can get kind of trapped in this rotation, like, well, this is this time is here, so i got to pray for this. And I, I would encourage you to kind of, if that's where your heart goes, uh, I would just not do that. You know, rotations is, you know, you should pray what, what's on your heart to pray about. But these may help you think through some things to pray about. So, for instance, there are things that I pray about every single day. I pray uh, for wisdom from the Lord as I lead in ministry or as I lead my wife or as I you know, go about my day-to-day life. I want, I want wisdom from the Lord. So I pray for that every day. I pray for my wife every single day. Um, I, I want God to bless her. I want God to sanctify her. And so I pray for her sanctification um, every single day. But there are things that um, be, that because of the day that, it, that I'm in, I'll pray for specifically. So on Monday, um, we are extremely tired. We've had a long day on Sunday. And so I typically spend the Mondays, I pray for um, my wife. And then right after I pray for my wife, I pray for the staff because we came in from a long day on Sunday, and this is the beginning of the week, and so I want to pray that the Lord would give us strength to carry through, to lead well in a new week. Um, And then on Tuesdays, Tuesdays um, we have um, staff meeting, and so I'm praying for wisdom on behalf of the staff. That's another aspect. Um, But I'm also going to shift my prayer, and I'm going to pray for um, my D group. So that's a group of guys that I meet with every Thursday uh, morning. But I, I spend my mid-morning praying for those guys in my D group that as they go through their classes at Delta State and uh, their their week and as they're reading and studying scripture leading up to that Thursday meeting that God would be with them and he would prompt growth in them uh, during the week. Um, and then on Wednesdays, I take time to, to pray specifically for my college students as well as my high school and junior high students that are in the ministry because those are the days that I meet with them for small groups or for teaching. And so I want to be very specific in my time of prayer uh, for them as they are coming into that night, uh, gathering around the Word, that God would be with us in our discussion around the Word. And then on Thursday, I pray for people who have been very influential in my life. So that might be my parents. That might be other family members. uh, That might be mentors like Brother Tommy Williamson. I want to take some time to pray for him. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are kind of, uh, I would say it's more of a free-for-all. I don't really have anything marked in that section. Um, But uh, you may have something in your head, like you may spend the time praying for, like if you're at a church, you may pray for your church's mission partners on that Friday. Um, You may pray for your friends on that Friday. Um, But you can fill your days with other things. But I, I have certain things that I pray for throughout the week every single day. And then I have other things that kind of rotate, but it's depending on the day it is that I pray for those things. Right. And, and so there might be certain family members that you have that you put on certain days. or There might be um, even things that 
um, are coming up. It's one of the things that me and Amber do sometimes where if there's a decision that we know we need to make, and it might be big or it might be, you know, medium-sized decisions, whatever that looks like, um, but a decision where you need some wisdom because there's going to be some effects from that decision um, is you might, you know, say, okay, hey, for the next month, as we're thinking about this decision, we're going to give Wednesdays to this to this um, specifically. And so mutually we knew over the, over the next month, every Wednesday we're specifically going to be praying for that issue or that thing. Mm-hmm. And so it might be that that's the case with you. Maybe there's um, someone who is sick and, and you really want to specifically pray for them and for their healing and that kind of thing. And maybe you put that um, on a certain day that you rotate or maybe it's every single day. I forgot Sundays. I pray for members because we're yes. gathering together. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there, yours doesn't have to look like Austin's or mine, but the idea is that you might kind of create kind of some organization to your prayers, so that every week you know you're going to hit that specific uh, topic or person or issue um, week in and week out. I would also like to add that 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 rotation that I have is not strict. It, you know, I, I use it, like I said, to kind of help prompt prayer. Right. But uh, it's not like, okay, well, it's Wednesday. That means I can't pray for the staff. Right. You know, right. Yeah. And so I, Especially if something's going on. Yeah. And, and so, like, like hey, I, I, need to I use it as more of like, it's to inform me in my prayers that these are things that are <laughs> happening in your life this week that you should be praying for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would not, like I said, don't, don't set it in stone as you have to do this because then prayer does become legalistic. Um, no, like just use it as a reminder that these are things that I need to be praying for this week. Right. Uh, third uh, habit is something that I call pinning prayers. And this came from, uh, I had a, a doctoral class, uh, I believe last year, that was on spiritual disciplines. And they brought in a pastor of a church that's there in Nor- uh, that's there in Wake Forest. I think it's um, North Wake Baptist Church, and the pastor there, I think his name is uh, Larry Trotter, I believe. Um, he came and kind of spoke to us about this idea of pinning prayers. And what it basically looks like is the idea of pinning a prayer to a certain action that you know you're going to do every single day. So one of the examples that he gave was whenever he went to sleep at night, he already, he always took like his wedding rings and things like that off of his hands. Now, I don't do that. I, I leave mine on pretty much all the time. But he would take his off, and then whenever he woke up in the morning and he put the wedding ring on, he would just say a short little prayer for his wife. And so that was a weekly, I mean, a daily reminder of, oh, I need to pray for my wife because I'm, I'm pinning that prayer for that person to this specific action. Um, and so it could be multiplicity of things. One thing is that, um, that we do like every Wednesday, every Monday and Wednesday, I take Maddie to Mother's Morning Out here at the church, and we have pinned a prayer to our short drive um, from our house. It's, long, it's maybe five minutes at the most from my house to the church. But we have a short little prayer time in the truck um, from my house to the church. And we've kind of pinned that prayer so much that if I forget to pray, Maddie will prompt the prayer. Like if we get almost to the church and we haven't prayed, she's like, hey, we got to go. We got to pray. Like we can't get out of the truck until we pray. And so even pinning that prayer has caused her to pin that prayer as well. Um, there might be a specific thing that you're praying for, maybe for yourself, that you pin to a certain action. Uh, and so it's, it's simply thinking through these, these habits that you already have, like brushing your teeth. Is there a, is there a prayer that you can pin to that action? Uh, hey, every time I brush my teeth, I'm going to pray for 
wisdom or I'm going to pray for this or whatever it might be. I'm going to pray for really good teeth. <laughs> um, but just take an action that you do every single and we already do this in a lot of ways that's pinned to eating. So this is a default thing that we most most people do, most believers do, is that whenever you sit down to eat a meal, you have pinned a prayer to that meal. Mm-hmm. And so it's asking yourself, what are the other actions that I know I'm going to do, guaranteed to do, that I could pin a short prayer to, to continually keep my mind and heart connected to the Lord in prayer? Yeah, and it seems like, other than the driving one, uh, like the example you used with the wedding ring, all these prayers that you're talking about are symbolic of something. You know, like you have the wedding ring, which is, you know, mm-hmm. s- symbolic of the, the, the marriage and um, Christ's relationship to the church. And so you have that pen. You could possibly, like, I don't know what, what you're, like, when you get in the shower, you know, hey, you know, we want to be cleansed. We want to be sanctified, right? Uh-huh. So there you go. You have a you have a tie in there. Like you can pray for the sanctification of people, believers uh-huh. around you, or your own sanctification. And these um, are these aren't like really long prayers. I mean, these are short, short thirty second, yeah. one minute prayers, um, which are a beautiful thing. Right, and and the idea God is, loves small prayers. Yeah, too. absolutely. And if you and if you pin several of these, you're spending a lot more time in prayer than you think. Yep. Whenever you come to these different uh, situations, I think another one that he gave was every time he opened the door to his office, which he knew was going to happen every day, this pastor, he would pray for wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so he would open the door and say, Lord, give me wisdom today. That's like, that's it. It's two seconds. But he, he pinned it to that action because he knew he was going to do it every single day. It's not about the length. It's about the strength. That's right. Mm, <laughs> you're right. Um, well, second or second, third, fourth. fourth. We're at four in. Four. Uh, the fourth thing is uh, pick up a church directory. Um, one thing that Brother Tommy Williamson taught me uh, years ago is, uh, again, Brother Tommy is a guy who has discipled me over the last several years. Um, but anyways, um, he he used to have a binder. And in that binder, it would be filled with families from the church that he pastored. And so every day he would open up the binder and he would pray for one family. Uh, that day. And then the next day he would turn the page and there would be another family. And what he had is he had the family with all the names of the people in that family. So he had a picture of the family in his binder and above it would have the name of each person in the picture. And he would take time in that morning to pray for the people in that in that picture. Uh, and, but he would switch and pray for a different family every day. And so one thing, you know, that's that's what he did as a pastor. And so pastors be praying for your people specifically, not in generally. I mean, it's okay to pray for them generally, but specifically, pray for your people. Uh, but also, I would say, if you're just a church member, grab your church's directory. Uh, if they don't have pictures in the directory, just go through the names that are in there. It should have a list of all the members that are in there, and you can pray for a member a day. Um, or, uh, if you have one with pictures, look at the pictures, be able to see their faces, and pray for them specifically. Uh, you may not know exactly what to pray for, but guess what? God... God knows, and so just just pray for them and allow God to do what he does, and that is show grace and mercy to his people. And then lastly, one last uh, habit we thought of we might include um, before we finish our time uh, on prayer habits is whenever someone asks you specifically to pray for them, um, maybe there's a situation or maybe there's someone who's sick or maybe there's just something going on, and they just say, hey, be sure to be praying for us. Or maybe you've even prompted and said, hey, how can I pray for you? And they actually give you something to pray about. 
instead of just saying, okay, we'll do that. I'll put you on the list. We'll be sure to do that. Actually, in that moment, if the circumstances allow, you know, as long as you're not like at a red light, like, you know, two different cars, that kind of thing or whatever it might be, as long as you're in an actual environment where you could do this, you're at a coffee shop, you're at church, you're, you, you see each other at Walmart, whatever it might be, and you have this exchange, just take a moment and pray for them right then. Just take a moment and whatever the request is that you've asked them for or they've given you unprompted, just go to the Lord in prayer on their behalf with them right there in the moment. It doesn't have to be long. doesn't have to be elaborate. Just if, you know, if someone says, well, you know And it what? doesn't have to be showy because a lot of people are uncomfortable praying in public. Right, yeah. Especially like at a be, Walmart or something. But yeah. it can be as simple as putting your hand on their shoulder and saying, God, mm-hmm. here's the request they've been giving us. You're the God of the universe. Be with them in this time. Yep. And it could be, you know, someone says, hey, you know, I've got um, this diagnosis and we're going to, you know, check out and see what treatment is like and, you know, be, play, you know, be praying for us. And you go, okay, let me pray for you real quick. And Lord, thank you for so-and-so. Um, you know, we, we know that you're the, the God of healing. You're the, you know, you're the God um, that can take care of us and will take care of us. Please be with so-and-so as they go to this appointment. Give them peace, mercy, and grace. And, and that's it. I mean, again, 30 seconds. But what it does is it allows that person to see in that moment that they're not alone. Mm. They understand the Lord is with me, and someone else believes also that the Lord is with me. And you're almost, in a way, giving them reaffirmation of their belief that God really is with them uh, in a physical presence right there with them. And so I would encourage you, if you ever have a conversation with someone and someone says, hey, would you please pray for me because this is going on, or you say, hey, What's something I can pray for you about? And they actually give you something to pray about. Then I would say, by all means, go ahead right then. 30 seconds, really quick, pray for them right there in that moment. And then again, of course, write that down. Keep that, keep a, you know, as Austin was talking about uh, last week, kind of write that um, request down, put the date, and then maybe see how the Lord works in that person's life. I would also say that, like, if they text you, like, we oftentimes get text messages, hey, can you be mm-hmm. praying for this? Um, I've I've done that before, and people have sent back the prayer that they prayed. And so you can do that in a text message. It's something really short, really sweet. Or you can say just simply, I'm praying now. Right. And then when you get done praying, you text back, prayed for you. Yeah. You know, and that way they know, even though you're at a distance, they know someone is someone hears me, someone's praying for me. Mm-hmm. We had a guy... Um, uh, at the state convention in Oklahoma that he would always email us once a month and just say, hey, how can I pray for you this week? And you might email him back and tell him what it was. He would actually do a voice recording of him praying and email it to you so that you knew that he really did oh, pray for pretty, you. That's that was, sweet. That's pretty cool. All right, well, that's going to wrap us up for us this week. Um, be on the lookout for a new topic for us to cover next week um and also austin why don't we go ahead and tell them who the winner is going to be absolutely congratulations to david mack from south mississippi you have won a free study bible uh called grace and truth it's so nice it is really oh actually andrew has read it some i have not yet opened mine i'll make a point to explain that the general editor for the whole Bible um, is Albert Moeller, but then the Old Testament editor is James Hamilton from Southern Seminary, and the New Testament editor is the Ben Merkel from Southeastern. So, a great asset in your library. Yeah, congratulations, David. 
All right, that's going to wrap things up for us. And until next time, peace. Bye now.